Fig Jam presents Word on the Street, a podcast series designed to promote resiliency by listening to powerful stories told by women around the globe. Fig Jam would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land on which we're meeting and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to a Fig Jam Word on the Street podcast. Today we're joined by Diana, who is a multidimensional healer, mainly working in the fields of yoga and in a yoga teaching capacity, as well as working um, with Ayurvedic medicine. So uh, Diana, welcome to Word on the Street. How are you feeling today? Hi, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm feeling very well. Thank you for the question. Uh, Well, I woke up just like two hours ago because I'm in the UK and uh, it was funny because you told me that you're going to have dinner and well, okay, then I'm going to have breakfast then. So (laughs) I know because it's about 8 p.m. in Australia right now. (laughs) Yeah, over here it's 10 a.m. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, thanks for joining us, Diana. Do you want to just, I guess, share with our listeners today a bit about your experience of what your story is, how you found yoga, like what your background is, all that sort of stuff to get us to get to know you a little bit better? So yeah, um, having always been curious about yoga, I started practicing in 2016. Mm-hmm. And shortly after, I began playing with the idea of becoming a yoga teacher. Um, but my own insecurities prevented me from becoming an instructor. But this is one of the main lessons yoga taught me, to let go of perfection. So mm-hmm. I learned to believe in myself, to chase my dreams, if I can say that, and put mm-hmm. my heart into what I do. So I started my Hatha Yoga teacher training course in uh, 2019 so last year in the summer and well I, I finally managed to do it and 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 still up to today I I just I just cannot imagine that oh I I actually did this and and I'm I'm working in this and and it's cool and it's so great <laughs> it's a really great accomplishment so, <laughs> yeah and during my yoga teacher training I uh, got to know about Ayurveda and I quickly realized how valuable it became to me. It was something I was seeking for ages, a holistic and natural way of healing using the tools that Mother Nature provide, has provided us in abundance. And I started to dig deeper and begin a course as an Ayurvedic yoga therapist as well. Yeah. And well, diving into the knowledge of life and longevity as uh, one of the translations of Ayurveda. Have you always been drawn to yoga? I guess, you know, before you became a yoga teacher and everything, were you always drawn to it? Or was there something that kind of happened that meant you were like, yes, this is my thing. Yoga is going to be the thing I'm going to do. Not at all, to be honest. (laughs) I I always did uh, some kind of sport in my life. Uh, I I wouldn't like to uh, say that yoga is a sport. I, I completely separate them. Uh, by now but I I always did some kind of movement Mm -hmm. and I remember that one of my very good friends and uh, former colleague uh, was doing her yoga teacher training and uh, she was practicing uh, Mm -hmm. to teach and I was one of her well students on that class and Mm -hmm. 
and yeah that was my first yoga class and it i kind of liked it but it was you know when when you when you have the air and and you have the material that can burn but you still don't have the fire you know that can make the whole flame and uh, well yeah i think it was in 2015 and uh, yeah after that in january 2016 i moved here to the uk and uh, yeah in within the uk i moved to another place in in october the same year and well that was uh kind of like uh, a downfall in my life if i can say that i mean um how to say that probably um so before i started doing yoga in 2016 um i was going through major changes which were expected to bring positive results in many areas of my life so uh, i moved to a new place close to the sea and and i love the sea so much there's something about that which boosts my energy on, on many levels i just didn't consider that the British Sea Coast is slightly different from the Mediterranean one, but never yeah. mind. <laughs> so anyway, um, me and my partner also rented our first home together and uh, we were offered um, great job opportunities at the new place. Yeah. Um, however, our flat turned out to be in an insecure area, with, mm -hmm. which we didn't realize during our house viewing. So I was even afraid of one of our neighbors uh, as the couple above us had such huge arguments which sometimes ended in physical acts and we could even uh, see our ceiling lamp shaking sometimes so yeah it was, it was terrifying um, and uh, well I've never met with the police that many times in my life and we only lived there for six months it was crazy. Wow. Anyway, uh, the job opportunities uh, sounded a lot better than they were in reality. So we both quit. Uh, and while my partner did other jobs, he didn't even like and he carried everything on his shoulders. I found it extremely hard to find a new job. So mm -hmm. it took me months. And, fin and when finally I did, we moved as we couldn't enjoy being at home uh, mm -hmm. due to our neighborhood. And, and yeah, the sea, which was so beautiful and, and meaningful to me, just made our whole situation even more depressing as we were getting close to winter. And, and yeah, um, during this time, that was a time um, when uh, both my partner and I started doing a 30-day yoga challenge. Yeah. And uh, uh, this was a thing that triggered uh, not just the physical benefits, but mental and, and spiritual ones as well. So it helped us a lot on looking at the world in a different way and focusing on the things, the, the important things, um, and furthermore, on the ones we have the authority to change. And yeah. practicing yoga felt like I, I got back something I lost a long time ago and, and more uh, later on. So. Yeah, it sounds like it really filled a gap for you in a time that was quite traumatic, especially having a domestically violent relationship just next door. I can't imagine that would have been easy to see or hear what was going on there and that you were using it as a bit of your yeah. um, self-care strategy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yoga came into my life in 
in in the best time i mean really that i think that was my deepest point if if i if i'm thinking about anything right now to recall mm -hmm. that that was the deepest point probably i mean i i cried myself to sleep and and things like that and and you know that pressure that when you can see your partner doing everything putting his heart into making a living and and make you happy it just even made me sad because i i've seen his his suffering and struggling and and he doesn't want to do this but he has this kind of you know discipline that and that that he thinks that this is this he's the man and and he needs to you know provide and and things like he's, he's a very caring and loving person and yeah. and yeah it, it just made it feel a lot worse but we are okay now so <laughs> sorry yeah. for the negative tunes and, oh, and vibes over here <laughs> that's really great to hear your story and how you kind of discovered yoga i'm really interested and i don't know if you'll have an answer necessarily to this question but before you discovered yoga what were you doing for self-care and i guess was that effective and did that work well before i discovered yoga uh i wouldn't call it self-care i was a very uh, a hippie person with a rebel soul to be fair so I, I was just partying all the way day and night whenever I could no. so yeah <laughs> I'm not sure if we can call this stuff but I was happy at the time with what yeah. I was doing with that uh, in that moment with that kind of mindset so mm -hmm. I think uh, that should have been done during that time so yeah but but things have changed. I also changed, and 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 I'm happy with my current mindset. And and yeah, I'm. I would like to take this further. Yeah, in yeah, self awesome. development. And I'm just conscious that you and I are both talking. Where I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. Not very, not as familiar as I'm sure you are. But of what the word Ayurveda means, can you describe that for us? And I guess in the context of your yoga therapy, what that looks like. Just um, before we move on to kind of the next what whatever we're going to do sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so ayurveda the word is a sanskrit word and comes from india and it's translated as the science of life the knowledge of life or longevity and uh, my per my favorite one is the mother of all healing um it's because it's said to be the oldest medical science which is more than five thousand years old and the foundation of many other medical systems. Even the Greeks, for example, Aristotle, learned about Ayurveda and applied its wisdom. So, wow, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, I guess then, using your knowledge of Ayurveda and then also your yoga teaching, what, what makes you so passionate about mental wellness in, in collaboration with that? I know you've spoken a little bit about the importance of physical wellness to go alongside your mental, but what do you think it is i don't know if it's a value or a belief you hold that like really lights your fire and makes you passionate about spreading this knowledge of mental health and well-being across big audiences what what is that for you well basically uh this my story that i just i just told you and and the audience uh really uh describes that where i came from and how i met and and the experience is just it was just a seed of this uh, whole passion towards mental uh health i mean applying this knowledge yoga and ayurveda as a lifestyle felt amazing 
I mean, like following a healthy diet, creating a daily routine, doing certain therapies, and and by therapies, mm -hmm. I mean like like uh, you are putting some sesame oil on your knees to care for your joints. I mean, simple things like that. Um, and uh, by digging deeper and deeper uh, into this, I realized it's great that I I care for myself on on a physical level. But however, uh, highlighting the mental part is also important and meaningful. I believe many of us do or did jobs that are mentally demanding and it can make us so exhausted. I mean, for me, it feels more tiring than a physical work. It might be different for uh, other individuals, but I don't know when, when I'm mentally tired, it just, just the, the physical body is just uh, uh, adjusting to the mental tiredness for me yeah so yeah um and in our fast-paced world well many of us try to climb that corporate ladder to get higher and higher to make more money to buy a car a house etc um this leads us to a stressful life where we are not willing to give ourselves some me time to recharge and by yeah. this i mean like a simple five to ten minute long meditation or massage either received by our partner or for ourselves i mean you can massage your own head and and feet you know yeah um, and i've experienced not making the time to care for myself and up till today I still fall into this pit sometimes but fortunately less and less um, by experiencing the benefits of Ayurveda and yoga I knew for sure I want to share this with other people I want them to know about this about the importance of their mental health me time those five to ten minute mini sessions um, I see our world Shifting further and further, further away from Mother Nature, and this just motivates me more to support others on their journey to reconnect with the source. It sounds like you find a lot of direction from um, the advice that Mother Nature gives in the form of Ayurvedic medicine and your yoga practice. Would that be right? Yeah, exactly. And and <laughs> what I really like to say uh, to others is that. The more I learn, I, I realize that the less I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, many, many <laughs> so parts have, <laughs> many, many parts have, have opened up to me. And uh, well, that's another challenge to, to figure out uh, which one should I walk. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, it sounds like your journey has been exceptionally positive and really full of a lot of light and energy that's been really helpful to help you overcome some barriers. But I'm just interested to know what would be some of those barriers? What are some of the big hurdles you've had to overcome? Because um, I know sometimes putting in a habit or a practice like you have with your yoga and Ayurveda can be really challenging, especially if you're coming from, like I'm in the stress head corporate environment and I can imagine that that would be really hard to try and implement that practice so what are you, some of the challenges you've experienced in your journey so far well the, my story definitely which I just I just told you um, there's another thing which might sound not sound like a challenge but for me it is an ongoing one what is a person as a as and as a yoga teacher I tend to judge people 
Mm. Um, like then I'm in the car and I get into a traffic situation with a fellow driver who makes some kind of mistake and my sudden reaction is not always a, a not always a gentle yogic one so I can lose it for a few seconds and bear negative and judgmental thoughts especially now during COVID uh, we probably all feel more irritated and, and more sensitive um, anyway um, in that situation, uh, I quickly realized that, oh my God, what have I thought about that person? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even aware of their situation. They might have had something going on in their lives and, and can make mistakes when their mind is full. Um, we've all been there, I'm sure, uh, when you cannot concentrate fully, but still there are certain things which need to be done and, and we can't help it. And who am I to make judgment about this or anything at all? Um, so yeah, um, but I'm working on this and I, I believe I actually getting better. So, yeah. And it's about like having that global acceptance, which is actually something that's come up in a couple of our previous episodes of Word on the Street as well as that there just seems to not be this absence of acceptance in our modern society for so many people and from lots of different perspectives, both if we're the ones sitting in the judgment seat, like you just described, or if we're the ones who are adversely affected and then we're the ones being judged. There's lots and lots of perceptions out there that acceptance isn't actually what's happening for us at the moment yeah exactly yeah so i guess on the flip side of that you've told us a little bit about how um your practice has helped you to have a more relaxed and um maybe not relaxed but i guess that intentional time to connect back with your soul and your spirit so what Aside from that, do you feel as the biggest strength that's come out of your practice and how have you incorporated that into your day-to-day -day life? Um, well, uh, well, here comes my biggest learning, uh, yeah, yeah. basically. So, um, well, yoga philosophy helped me and still helps me a lot to change my mindset about myself, my, my surroundings and the world in whole. So, in the Western world, we do yoga because it makes us happier, more flexible, mm -hmm. mindful, happier, etc. But these are only the positive side effects. Um, I'm not saying I, I don't enjoy these side effects, but it's not the goal of yoga. So by learning more about uh, the philosophy, I realized I need to become less dependent from my belongings and my possessive mindset, as it causes me to stress and worry. And when we die, we all leave those materials behind, including our body as well. Um, as it is believed in India, we are in the cycle of birth and death. Uh, therefore, rebirth is inevitable unless we reach enlightenment and then we can get out of this cycle and go back to the transcendental world, nirvana, heaven, or whatever you like to call it. Um, now, this might be surprising, but I'm, I'm very far from enlightenment. <laughs> but simply sorting out and prioritizing possessions within my life made me a lot happier. I realized these were clutters which usually caused me to worry about losing them. So it was a breath of fresh air to take out the trash and, yeah. and at the same time, uh, the same thing with my mind. Uh, I try my best to not bother myself with unnecessary thoughts and they are cluttered uh, on a mental level. So yeah, just taking it easy made my life a lot, you, lot easier. 
you Marie Kondo your life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has some good things. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's such a good learning to come out of all of that, though, that both the physical stuff and the mental stuff, the clutter just needs to go and get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard, hard work and it's still an ongoing process. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, something slips back, uh, slips back into the mind or into the body. But yeah, I, I try to be conscious and, you know, uh, press this alert button off. This is here now again. So I need to be, you know, I need to pay attention. Because how many people often say that they have like 20 tabs running in their head as if it's like a internet browser and they have all of the the different tabs going all at once because that's how many thoughts are flying through all the time. Imagine if we could close off half those tabs even like that would create so much less mental strain and, and instability that goes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and if you think about it, uh, how many, how much information is going into our mind? I mean, you don't even realize because the subconscious is working on those. I mean, if you just walk in the city, all the advertisements, the lights, the Mm. people walking from left to right to right to left, it's just so, so many informations. And sometimes we really need to tune off and just focus on to one point. So, yeah. No, that's so, so true. I think I was looking the other day and we see in one day some stupid amount of advertisements just from the media, let alone the information we also receive from our friends and our family and books we read and all those sort of things as well. So we're overwhelmed with information all the time. It's sometimes going to be hard to filter that out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at home, we have a TV, but we, we, we don't have the TV license because we, we just don't want to have that. I mean, uh, sorry, I haven't even sorry, watched... TV license? What's a TV? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Here in the UK, you need to pay for the TV channels. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I don't even know what's going on in the in the British TV, but I remember back in Hungary, all the advertisements were about uh, you know how to apply for a loan. Then after that comes some kind of medicine, and then a washing powder uh, advertisement. These three were the constant ones in the spotlight during the uh, commercials and I was like okay uh, I'm, I'm good thank you and and even the news uh, I'm I'm just wondering uh, how many per- how much percent of the news are actually newsworthy mm. I mean what what is really what is really information that 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 is valuable to you and what is just you know the media is getting uh, payment for that by ads and things like that because many people Absolutely. watch tv during that time yeah sorry sure. we, we, we shifted no, off the topic. No, no, no. I, absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely agree with you because i think that that's such a big thing around um one of my earlier podcasts and another series i did talked about the influence of the media on our strategies of self-care and how we manipulate our own what our interpretation of self-care should be based on what we're being told from the media and how we don't actually know who's paying for or informing that advertisement. So we don't know if we're actually using that information appropriately. So it's a really, really good topic to bring back to the whole idea of self wellness and self care and whether or not we're actually doing that effectively 
in today's society, given our overwhelm of information. Um, but no, that's excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have anything that we could do, I guess, as Fig Jam, as our followers could do to help support you on your journey or um, to provide any information or insight for you at the moment? Are there any projects you're working on that you'd like to share? Um, well, right now, uh, what I do, uh, but I started my yoga teacher career basically two weeks before uh, the first lockdown here in the <laughs> UK. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have my I have my struggles over here, but but I, I'm getting there. I can feel that. So I I still uh, try to find a way uh, how to advertise myself, and and I didn't want to be that you know that that clingy person like I'm here. This is what I do, and you're gonna feel so much better after that. And no, it, it's it's just not me. I, I just I just cannot do that. And um, then I realized that well, I have these two little bunnies that are free roaming in the house and make my life so much happier. And they are always on my yoga mat during my online yoga classes and they became some kind of icon for my online yoga classes. So um, I realized that, okay, but what can we do about this? And, and, and I suck at marketing to be fair. And uh, this came to my mind that, oh, we have so many rabbit shelters, uh, rabbit rescue centers here in the UK. And, and especially now they, they would use some, you know, some kind of support and, and, and donations. And uh, I reached out to uh, a lot of them. And uh, right now uh, I have two. One of them is the rabbit residence rescue and we'll be doing a online yoga class a fundraising online yoga class for them on the 30th Amazing. of november and yeah people can donate and all of the money goes to the rabbit rescue center and they can come to a gentle yin yoga class and and yeah the second one is uh, in the, on the 30th of december which is for uh little furries rabbit rescue and both of these dates um, are on full moon. And yeah, there's, an, there's a story behind it, uh, but I'm not sure, I wouldn't like to take a lot of time because I can talk a lot, but, but yeah, the full moon. <laughs> but yeah, the, the moon is connected with yin yoga and yin and yang. So yin uh, is refers to the moon, the shade and those kind of energies. And by yang refers to the sun and the light. And uh, actually, there's an Asian story of folklore um, about a rabbit on the moon, which uh, is in the Chinese version, as far as I remember, uh, the rabbit is creating an, an elixir of life for the moon goddess over there. But um, in another version, I think it's the Korean one, uh, the rabbit uh, founds medicine in its mortar for the mortals. So yeah, uh, so this That's kind so of story, cool. and kind yeah, of it's associated with healing. Yeah, and it's kind of serendipitous that you're using rabbits in your in your yoga practice as well as them being connected to the to the yin yang yoga practice as well. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and another funny thing is is that uh, well, my rabbits are called mochi and matcha. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, I lately I recently realized that uh, in the Japanese version of this story, the rabbit is actually making mochi, 
and oh. during the moon ceremonies people drink masha tea so i don't know it's like you know that when the circle comes together and it's just like oh my god this is it and i created a logo with a very good friend of mine recently based upon this and and i just fell in love with it, it it's not posted yet but but i i can feel that oh my god this is this is it's gonna be so good, and and I can see myself there, and the bunnies and everything. <laughs> you can probably hear it on my voice with the excitement. <laughs> Absolutely, and we'll watch out for that because I'm really excited to see how that's all worked in together. I guess um, <laughs> just before we finish up tonight, do you have your top tips? It's like I would really love for you to share. I guess three to five top tips you have for anyone listening who is trying to improve their resilience, mental health, and well-being? What are your things that you're like, these are the things you should do, give a go to try to um, build that resilience in yourself or build your own mental health and well-being? Hmm. Yeah, first thing, uh, might, might sound like a cliche, but take it easy. Yeah. Which is not always easy. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still having a bit of trouble with this on myself. Um, well, since the pandemic started, uh, I've been having some financial issues, of course. And yeah, I just started my business and, and things like that. Uh, however, I managed to look at money in a different way, a tool which can help us to achieve goals in this material world. But mm -hmm. it shouldn't be in the main focus. So even in the hardest situations, both my, both, both my partner and I know there's a way and we always figure it out and we always will. So yeah, we've been in depth and, and we figured it out. And 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 yeah, now um, everybody's experiencing heavy times and then we do as well, but well, life goes on and well, this is gonna end like everything else. So yeah, just carry on, <laughs> take it easy. What an excellent <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah, my, my other advice would be, uh, it's like change and accept. So, mm -hmm. Change the things you want to and can do. And stop complaining about the ones you don't have an impact on. I mean, if you focus on the work uh, we are capable of doing on ourselves, we open our hands uh, towards improvement and invite happiness in, basically. Okay. And uh, the, the third one, which, which I uh, already mentioned before, is, is me time. So yeah, in our Western fast-paced world, it, it's extremely important to slow down and balance ourselves. I, I learned by experience uh, how important it is to care for uh, myself. Um, a great example here for, uh, for me, uh, I've been uh, struggling with my uh, period crumbs for 13 years. And I was, I was able to eliminate this pain after 13 years just by slowing down, turning in words and, and meditating. Not, not for like hours, but like five to 10 minute meditations really. And other women can also achieve this and, and so much more. And, and not just about period and about uh, any women issues, but but like a simple headache or, or stress, just by moving around your shoulders and, and stretching the neck, it, it means a lot. You, you wouldn't even imagine. Yeah. And, you know, like even that's even backed up by science because like I struggle sometimes with um, our um, 
psychology talk and also the science basis but I know that that one in particular if you do meditation for even 10 minutes a day it actually lowers the levels of cortisol which is our stress hormone in our body um and then that means that you are less stressed so you get less pain from your periods you get less stress headaches all those sort of things so it actually has physiological effects as well as um our mental health effects which is such a great tip um to have yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the day yeah exactly and and really our mind has such a huge power i mean you have the power to heal your own body and and heal yourself on a mental and and spiritual level as well really everybody have this has this power yeah yeah for sure for sure well that's excellent so take it easy so don't be too hard on yourself and make sure that you're focusing on what matters we're going to um what was our second one that we're going to do change and accept so things that change that you want to and 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 you can actually you have the authority to 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 change and yeah yeah, just just try to put aside uh, what you don't have an impact on i mean if it's raining outside uh, you cannot make it probably (laughs) absolutely so we accept that we change where we can and accept when we can't and then also take some me time every day i think that's some excellent advice in helping us build our own resilience and and self-esteem self-worth um, mental health, all of those things. Um, so Thank great, to, so great to talk to you today, Diana. I really appreciate um, having you um, spend some time with us to share those things. I think it's so insightful, and we really appreciate hearing about your journey so far um, in your yoga journey and your mental well-being journey. Also, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, Katrin. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Not a worry at all. It's been a pleasure to have you. If you would like any more from um, our Wet on the Street series, feel free to check us out on your favorite podcasting channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Podbean, or quite a number of others. Otherwise, you can check us out on our socials at Fig Jam Oz or um, Fig Jam Oz on Instagram or Facebook, or feel free to check us out on our website, www.bigjamoz.com. Thanks for listening.